Yeah, so uh, it's going to be an awesome fifth uh, episode of our incredible, you know, uh, activating your ascension. So go right ahead, uh, Washela, and uh, get yourself all set up there before. Yeah, we incredible, you know, dive in your ascension. Mm -hmm. So go right ahead. Oh, I'm hearing an echo. That's me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm working out. I'm sharing it now to my phone. So if I turn that sound off, our right. page. So I think I'm, I think I'm going to get this figured out. I okay. will. No, no <laughs> so yeah. Um, I mean, we've had a great turnout for the last uh, number of sessions and we've got one left, which is going to happen on May the 17th which is Ascension Frequency Download. So um, what an honor and privilege to to have you here with I so, so, so appreciate uh, being in your space and, uh, and uh, just getting all of our knowledge together and helping everyone else right along. Mm, thanks, Cylindrin. I'm really loving this whole experience. And I love how I didn't have any previous, um, like no knowledge of how to do podcasting, how to do StreamYard. So not only do we get to um, play with the information, but I'm learning a lot <laughs> by interacting with you too. And then just getting to share um, what we're sharing is a lot of fun for me. So I really appreciate the platform and for you taking the lead on all of this. And I know a lot of people are, are appreciating you for that. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. So on that note, I'm just going to give a little bit of information to any uh, viewers out there that have just uh, tuned in. This is a six-part series where Washela Sananda and myself, Cylindrin Buller from Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice, where we come together and we actually um, are... are uh, doing a free six-part series for anyone who wants to be uh, doing their activating uh, and ascending. So Washela is a quantum, embody, uh, quantum embodiment coach, a galactic shaman, ascension trainer, and best-selling author of The Love You Crave, a course in ascension alchemy and connection to the divine. Uh, and of course, as I've expressed already, this is our fifth episode uh, of Activating Your Ascension. Today, we connect to the Galactic Guides. Now, this relationship must be viewed as one of the most uh, fundamental practices to spiritual development. So spirit guides are our greatest allies, and they give us protection, vision, and courage to help us navigate the unseen world. Now, when you're in connection with these guides, you gain strength, hope, and direction in, in, you know, in challenging times in the world and also in everyday life. There's no psychic ability exercises that are required, but an open heart and the ability to listen, sense, and listen and sense are your best assets. To become a clear channel, one must simply relax, trust, and allow yourself to feel their loving presence. And on that note, Washela, what is the difference between angels, archangels, galactic guides, ascended masters for our listeners? <laughs> well, that's a big question to start with. Um, 
You know, there are a lot of different classifications. So I'm just going to go into kind of my understanding because I have been uh, like contacted by beings ever since my earliest childhood. And I've had experiences with a lot of different beings. I don't know that my experience and perception is going to be exactly what, for instance, a textbook um, somebody else might experience. Uh, and, and I do want to preface with that it is an individual experience. So what I have, what my experience is like might be totally different for you and totally different for somebody else. So, um, and also know that any of these higher dimensional beings can morph and they can change their appearance to make themselves more um, sort of like more appealing or less threatening to us. And they do that. So to be aware of that too, there's not one way that they're going to appear. Um, so yeah, the, the angelic, I think most people are familiar with angels and what angelic beings are. They are um, non-physical celestial beings. Some people will say that angels have never incarnated on earth. Other people will say that they do incarnate on earth. So there's a lot of different opinions about that. I don't think it's really that important. Um, but the angels that uh, we generally encounter can be helpers. They can be um, sort of like guardians. They can um, help us and assist us in times, really challenging times. A lot of times people will have really deep experiences with their angelic guidance when they're in sort of like the worst moment, that um, dark night of the soul type of experience. Because I think that's when a lot of people become open to, okay, you know, I give up all of my filters, just if there's some help for me, please come and help me. I've personally had that experience, but it's important to know too, it's not necessary to be in trauma or in the dark night of the soul to have experiences with your angelic guidance and that they can come in many, many, many forms. They can even come, sorry. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And so so for the listening audience out there, I know that uh, the your free will has so much to do with how they contact you, if they contact you, to the degree that they contact you. Am I correct about that, Washayla? It is, yeah, absolutely. And also they can come in as, they can look like another person. That happens probably more often than anyone realizes where they can actually show up either in another person's body or manifest a body and show up and interact with you, give you some information you need, help you, pull you out of a car accident. You know, I've heard all kinds of stories of of angels showing up in various ways to assist people. And I think we're all probably familiar with the term guardian angel. And a guardian angel is someone that is really watching over you. They're not physical beings, so they don't, they're not bound by space and time. So they can pretty much be anywhere at any time and we can call on them. If you connect your heart to them, and this is true of any of the higher dimensional beings, if you open your heart and connect your heart to them, they will, um, they're willing to come to you to help you, to assist you, to offer you guidance, to offer you upgrades, to help you activate all kinds of things but it's important to ask and have our intention be one of service too like they really really 
are um, attracted to helping people with a heart of service. Many of these higher dimensional beings will only help when you have a heart of service. So if you're just doing it for personal power or personal gain or because you want to win the lottery or something like that, they might not show themselves to you. <laughs> but if you're really using your connection to assist and, and work on your purpose and um, and help others and be of service, be of contribution in your life, then you're much more likely to have interaction with them because they want to help people who want to help. Um, and so th that's going to make you much more open. Um, okay, so that's angelic guides, um, just a little touch in on different kinds. There are also, uh, there's so many different types, but there are um, intergalactic beings that are actually um, higher dimensional where, you know, so when I say higher dimensional, I mean, they're probably fifth dimensional and higher beings that, and I've, I've talked about this in other, um, in other segments, but the dimensions are layered. So it's not like we have to go somewhere else to reach them. It's more of a consciousness. So we have to ascend, bring our consciousness up, our awareness up to interact with them. And then again, ask with an open heart for assistance or for connection. It's a reaching out. So when you're reaching out from an open hearted space, from a space of love and serving and kindness, they're going to be attracted to that. And they're able to bring their frequency. In a sense, it's like they're bringing their consciousness and frequency down a little bit as we're bringing ours up in order to make that connection and share information. And so there's a mutual desire in this case to work together. They are there. I promise you the Ascension guides are all, I, when I tap into sort of like the web work or the grid around the earth, um, it's like, it's just packed. It's just packed with celestials and higher dimensional beings wanting to serve and help the Ascension of all of the people um, as the earth is ascending, they are there. So it's just a matter of tuning in and raising consciousness, reaching out with your heart, being of open and, and wanting to use the information you receive to help others, uplifting humans <laughs> right. and, other, and the planet and, you know, everything on the planet. So, yes. That's right. That's right. And, you know, trusting and allowing is a huge factor in this. And since we're such dense and doubting creatures, Washela, how can we be sure that, uh, you know, we're actually going in the right direction? We're actually tuning in and tapping into these higher dimensional beings and and not doubting ourselves? Because, you know, there's a lot of people, they'll go in and they're like totally ready and to take that big, you know, jump. And then all of a sudden they start you know, the doubt comes in. What do you have to say to them? I think that's a really important part of the whole process. Yeah. So that's natural to have, you know, to question and wonder and have doubt. And, you know, you know, certainly a lot of us are concerned. And I used to be in the past about, you know, what if it's a negative being? What if it's a lower frequency being that's not for my highest good? Well, um, so you can learn to have discernment. And something that I do to put those layers of protection in place, I put, it's kind of like the golden egg or a golden column of light around my body first. And I, and I use that to fortify my energy field. So it's like the, the golden ray. It's, um, 
You can think of it as etheric light that's gold. It wrapped around, like around your body and holding that space for you. And then I just tune in and ask guidance to hold space for me with that light. And you can also view it like an egg or a bubble, whatever feels comfortable to you. And then knowing that in that space, you're connected and you're protected and you're tuned in to the higher dimensional um, aspect of being. And from there, I move into my heart center. And um, when you when you travel through your heart center and you ask through your heart, everything is coming from within you then. So if you are encountered with a being that shows up as negative, then that is probably an aspect of yourself that's revealing itself to either it's probably been rejected or it's some soul fragment of yours or some part of you that's looking for acceptance. And so you can project love to that being. And we've talked about this before. Um, I think in the last one, projecting love to whatever shows up. And if it's a, if it's something that is of love, it will project love back to you. If it's not of love, it will be uncomfortable and either go away or, um, or you can invite it. If you're working at a higher level, a more shamanic level, you can actually invite it to go to the light. Um, what these parts of self or these beings, lower frequency beings, need to understand is that they will not be judged. And the reason the lower frequency beings are still you know, where they are and haven't moved up in, a, in ascension. And they really do want to at a subconscious level, but they don't know how. So they need to be, they need to understand that they're not going to be judged. They're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of moving into the light because they've been told that it's a place of judgment and they probably have a pretty negative self-concept and they don't want to go because they don't want to be judged. So if you tell them you will not be judged, you know, your loved ones are showing up to guide you. Now the angels are coming to invite you. It's a better place for you to go. It's time for you to go. Go ahead and go. And then, um, you know, the way it works is they will be at a higher consciousness. Then they'll be able to look back and see the, the mistakes that they've made. And then they will judge themselves. But it's not the creator judging them. It is them judging themselves, you know, and that's how really how that works. Um, so other ways that you can learn to trust or learn to, you know, tune in. Um, first of all, just be open minded and know that guidance shows up in many, many, many ways and higher dimensional consciousness shows up in many ways, a lot of times as a whisper. So it's not going to be, you know, you've heard of, sometimes people get voices, you know, like, hey, <laughs> like really loud and clear, but that's very unusual and very rare. It usually shows up like it could be a whisper a thought, a synchronicity. A lot of people are seeing numbers, synchronicities, or just any number of synchronicities. Like it could be uh, an unexpected meeting. It could be somebody says something that you were just thinking about or talking about or heard on the radio. And there, you know, there are all kinds of ways that you can connect the dots, but these things can show up as synchronicities. So just to be open and invite those experiences and then allow yourself to trust like, okay, I know I'm being led. I know I'm being guided. You don't have to know specifically, like it doesn't have to be obvious. And honestly, in the beginning, it's not obvious. It's more of a, a surrender to trust. Like, okay, I know I'm being led and I'm just going to tune in more into my heart and be open to receiving this guidance. However, it shows up. So like I said, it could be a whisper. It could be um, a vision, a visual. Meditating is wonderful. So, you know, like this, 
put the golden egg around you, go into your heart center in meditation, and then ask, show me something. Maybe you'll see a vision. Maybe you'll start to remember certain things. That could be your guidance, the higher guidance showing you what you need to focus on. Um, and then just be open to like, it's kind of like the keys or the clues, the step-by-step. Um, here's here's what you need to do. Walk through one doorway at a time. And for some people, it comes more quickly and other people it's very it's a it's a slow step-by-step process so don't judge the process and just be open to however it shows up for you we're all different and, and i think there's a lot to be said about you know you're limited with the how you are very very limited because in the human body which is very very dense and uh, what happens is that you feel that certain things are going to come into your life in a certain way in a certain manner and so we always say that take the how how things are going to be you know showing up out of the equation you can go ahead you can um, you know make these beautiful connections and trust the process allow the process but please do not go down the path of well how is it supposed to show up I think it was supposed to show up this way. And 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 uh, so we're limited when we're in this physical body. So keep that in the back of your mind. Also, there's many, many different ways and forms of, uh, of protecting yourself. I know for myself, I really call um, bring in the plasma. You know, there's a, a, you know, a grid around the earth. And of course, there's opening. And uh, if you could just uh, imagine liquid... Uh, plasma which you can bring in and fill your body up and then right to you know your toe tips and fingertips it actually be, it becomes a beautiful uh, shield a beautiful barrier so that anything which is a lower vibration does not come in and that's a, that's a great way and the one last thing that i have to add to this is and 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 i know that Wishela and i we kind of do this on a regular basis anyway and that is that when the doubting comes in, which it does periodically or, you know, because we are very impatient in this dense form, um, what you have to remember is, again, um, ask, ask to be shown something that anything, a sign that, yes, you are on the right path, because when you ask for that sign, the sign will appear and it will be something in some way or form which will be a signal to you that yes what you're doing is right and you're on the right track so make sure you ask for a sign um and uh that's those are the two a uh, couple of pieces of information i think uh, that that are very very um you know important to mention as well so amanda yes yeah Signs are great <laughs> and they are abundant. I was thinking of the, what is it called? The reticulated activating system. I'm not sure I have that right, the RAS, where when you focus on something, you keep seeing more of it. Like one of the signs that my guidance uses is Tesla. And so it, it started, I don't know, about almost a year ago now, and I started seeing Tesla everywhere. And, you know, like I can feel 
when there's a Tesla sign coming and they're in, and it's not just the car, but like the, the, the human, the, you know, the guy that lived <laughs> and he comes occasionally in my meditations and shows me things. And then like when he, when there's something to share or tune into from that frequency, um, a Tesla car will like show up and, and my eyes, like I'm not even looking, but my eyes will be drawn to it. And the, the amazing number of synchronicities they've given me with that one thing is like I could, I could write a small book. It's so amazing. But you know, now it's just like part of my um, guidance communication. So the way they communicate is through the either the Tesla symbol, or a Tesla car or a Tesla, you know, something about the man. And so when I hear it now, there's a certain frequency connected to it. And I always perk up. I'm like, Oh, what's that about? You know, it's because my guidance uses it to communicate with me. So it's also kind of like this connecting the dots thing that happens when you get something that um, that your guidance is making a clear connection for you on pay attention, you know, pay attention to the signs. And then also um, when you were talking about the liquid plasma, um, I call it liquid crystal plasma. I had an experience probably about a year ago where um, I, okay, you know how, I think this happens to a lot of people where uh, we were actually just talking about how some days the energy is really intense and we get this feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to take a nap. I feel kind of strange and the energy is kind of intense, right? Yeah. So this has been happening to a lot of people, myself, my clients, you, a lot of people I talk to and how we kind of need to honor that. Well, I had an experience of that about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was walking into my bathroom and suddenly I felt as if I was walking through water or plasma. And I'm like, I looked around, I'm like, wow, something changed here. And I felt as if, and I was walking through plasma and I actually looked around clairvoyantly. So like with my third eye, which is a different way to tune into, like I've trained myself. It's something you can learn to look with your third eye, sort of change your perception and see what am I walking into here or walking through. And it was liquid crystal plasma. And I'm like, well, this is really different. You know, I don't have this experience normally where I'm just walking toward the bathroom and I'm in a, in a plasmic bubble or something. And so I just asked, what are you showing me? Um, and, and, and for me, communication and inquiry is very important to inquire when you have an unusual experience, what's happening here. And then, uh, you know, and then you got an answer. So my answer was, this is um, like, a this is creative energy. This is what we use to create with. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it, it was like the stuff of creation. And my guidance was actually putting it there, having me feel it as a sensation with my physical body and letting me see it with my mind's eye. This is the stuff of creation. You use this to manipulate your reality and create the world the way you want it to be. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And it was ever since then I started using the terms liquid crystal plasma in my meditations because I get that is the creative energy that we use to to create our realities. Yes, yes. Well, and it's a beautiful form of protection. Absolutely beautiful because um, once you have that plasma energy within you, within your entire being, your body, and then you go ahead with a bubble or or the shield or there's so many different ways people protect themselves. And it's it's a matter of what are you comfortable with? Because I think that that is the most important um, 
and uh, you know, look for the signals. I think that that's an awesome, awesome thing that you know, once you do, once you do see something repetitively, it is, it is, um, it's a sign. It's a communication form because let's face it, you know, very rarely are you going to actually hear something. You might get something in a dream form. I find uh, I get a lot of dream forms that happen and they're very, very detailed. And it'll be different characters, like you said, but all of a sudden the story totally fits something. And when you wake up, it's like, oh, there's the answers right there in front of me. So, um, yeah, and um, I've actually, I, I know that we've got, uh, thank you so much. We've got someone in the audience here who said, if I could increase my mic volume. And believe it or not, I am on full. I'm going to actually sit closer to my microphone. I think that will really help. Do you find that I'm not loud enough, uh, But I don't hear that. To me, you sound perfectly like you sound normal. <laughs> so I can't yeah. tell that there's a difference, but I know last time, yeah, somebody mentioned too that you sounded okay. less loud than I did. So I'm just hearing us the same, maybe because I have the headphones. So I don't know. Okay. How. Well, I'm sitting right next. Okay. Maybe it's back a, off okay. Thank you very much, Ben. Ben has actually let us know that it's thank good you. on his end. Okay. So we, appreciate, we appreciate the feedback. Um, now, I'd love for anyone, if they have any questions, please do put them in here so that Shayla and I actually get an opportunity to answer any questions that we may not have covered or if you want further clarification. And um, so that, that being said, you know, Shayla, now's just an incredible, important time in history to have it so we have so many guides and helpers and um you know, ascended masters, um, they're all coming at this time to help us through this time. You know, it is, it's a joint effort uh, from the cosmos and from, you know, Mother Earth and with us being involved to really bring heaven to earth. This is the time. And this is why it's so important. And if you look around you, there are so many people out there that are, you know, that are, you know, saying here, let me show you how to meditate. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to do that. It's because each time you work on yourself to refine yourself, to go inside of yourself internally, it is actually helping all of creation. Believe it or not, the smallest thing that you are doing in your day-to-day -day life is helping enormously all across the planet and into the cosmos. Um, anything that you want to share in regards to share? Yeah, um, that's a that's a great point. You know, no work on yourself is selfish because at, because we're all connected and we are at the highest level all the same one. <laughs> we're all the same being split off into individuals and working on ourselves. So when you work on yourself individually, you are doing a service to the whole. And when you work one-on-one -on -one with somebody, you are doing a service to the whole. And when you work on helping masses, you know, at whatever level you're working, it's great. If, you, if you've done a ton of work on yourself and you're ready to serve by helping other people that are in, in need or searching, that's a wonderful service. But if you're, if you're just figuring it out for yourself, 
then work on you first, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's so important and valuable to the whole, you know, the more evolved each individual becomes, the more evolved we all become because we are a collective of, of consciousness. We are a collective of beings and um, everybody contributes to that um, in their own way. And um, you, something earlier that we talked about that I wanted to kind of expand upon is, you know, um, talking about protecting yourself. Um, I used to be really focused on that and really diligent about like putting the protection and putting the protection in. And over the years, and granted, I've been working on my spiritual path 30 years. So I've had some time to, to evolve here. This wasn't like day one. <laughs> um, I've gotten to a place where I know that protection is there. I know I'm protected. And it's not like I hope I am or I think I am. I know I am. I know I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that level of knowingness has me always safe. I'm always safe in my meditations. Also, when I'm traveling through the portal of the heart, that's all me. I know that everything I encounter is myself. There is nothing there that could harm me. And um and so to focus on knowing that you're safe takes you out of um, like any level of fear-based uh, uh, frequency that you have in you will show up. So if you're going into your meditation afraid that you're going to encounter something negative or afraid to encounter your demons, you're going to encounter your demons <laughs> without a doubt. But once you've done that and there's, that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But once you've encountered your demons a few times and you've um, kind of surrendered to, okay, this is me and there's something for me to learn here. And I'm just going to go with it, you know, and have that experience. Then at some point it's like, nothing's can hurt me. You know, there's just nothing that can hurt me. And so that's where I am now. I don't even consider fear like fear isn't a part of it anymore it used to be very much part of like i was fearful of what showed up but i've learned and i've practiced and i've got the tools now that i can go in and just be completely unfearful and that has caused me just such a an ability to uplift my consciousness because i fear is um a frequency that's very pervasive so i wanted to speak into that just so that people know it doesn't have to be there you can overcome that you can overcome that quickly if you can get into your heart and know that you are protected and have that angelic energy around you have that layer of protection it's always there if you just fortify it with your knowingness you're always always safe and protected and connected to the divine and i have my practices where i connect up to central sun and down into the center of the earth and that is my divine alignment and i can just in a split second be in that alignment you know just by thought and then travel in that connection and there's nothing there's no harm that could come to me. Yes. And I, and I totally agree with that because you have to remember that fear is something that was created here in this very dense uh, material state. It, was, it didn't exist in, in the heavens, in, in the energetic fields that we came from, which are higher frequency. And, you know, you have to remember that you are a sovereign being and uh, in a beautiful energetic so sovereign being 
anything that comes near you that <clears throat> you do not under know, uh, but you feel threatened or you feel uncomfortable, that is just an automatic, uh, you know, very primitive instinct that kicks in. And it is up to you to come from the place of the heart to really, really allow for yourself to settle in to understanding that you are a co-creator. And um, being a co-creator, uh, I think it's really, really important. Um, again, uh, to explain, I think, uh, Washela, and I'll explain how I get into the heart. Getting into the heart is so sacred and it's so vital and it's so important because the heart is 5,000 times uh, magnetically stronger than the brain. And so when you're expanding from the heart, when you're expanding from the heart, that is, um, that is the most important thing that you can do. Now, you have the heavens, you have, you know, whether you're connecting with the, uh, the center of the sun, the center of the unit, uh, universe, um, or, you know, you're connecting with your soul star. You take that away. Uh, and the way that I do it, I feel comfortable doing this. And it's not the only way. There's many, many different ways of doing this. Is that I go into my heart and I feel the expansiveness of my heart. And I'm the one who has access to my heart. And from there, I will connect. I will connect into the center core of Mother Earth. Because she is our cosmic parent. When I connect, I inhale and I bring that energy up and into my heart and I fill my heart up from that point once my heart has a solid grounded connection then I go into the ethers and I connect with uh you know uh depending on which meditations I'm doing with which group but my personal practice is to connect with my soul star and then I have that beautiful connection, and of course, you've got the cylinder of of, um, of of connection, which is running from the top of your head, uh, about a um, foot or two, and all the way through the center of your body, and connects all the way into the core of Mother Earth. Now, you've got this expanded awareness. I also want, from a yoga perspective, I want to emphasize, yes, depending on which belief system, which yoga classes you come from, um, you know, the major energy centers or chakras, there are eight of them, which the auras included. Now imagine those centers going up your spine. Now also at the same time, which a lot of people do not actually um, teach, is that you've got these expanded awarenesses and um layers to you which are expanding horizontally as well so then what's happening is that you are creating a beautiful um uh what's the word that i'm looking for uh torrent field torrent field that's right and so this torrent field you've got one which is which is coming in through the top and then you've got another one which is going out from the bottom to the top so you have this reverse torus happening, but remember that it's expanded, 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 
just as many layers as you have your energy centers. And so when you can visualize that, when you can bring your awareness to that, when you can bring your attention to that, that's all that's required because in that you've created it. And um, so, so, and then with all of that, I think with Shayla, the next thing would be is, is to really ex, um, explain, and I'll let you do that, the importance of breath, the mm-hmm. importance of, and we call it breath, we call it oxygen, we call it a lot of things, but in true essence, it's pranayam. Prana is actually a vital energy force which exists beyond oxygen, beyond breath, beyond all of that. It's a nourishment. And so there's actually many different ways to use your breath to bring your awareness, to bring yourself as a sovereign being into the nowness. So I'll leave that with Wishela. And Wishela, you can take over the breath part. That would be awesome. Sure. Yeah, I also guide breath work. And it's a crucial piece of um, really breath work does so many things and that breathing uh, exercises can help you release the old stuff, release old programming. It's kind of like clearing out the dark stuff so you can bring in the light. And, um, you know, I know many, many, many people that have said, wow, one week of breath work is like 10 years of therapy. And literally people that have done 10 years of therapy are like, oh, after a week of breath work, I feel like I cleared out more old trauma than I did in all of the talk therapy. (laughs) And nothing, I'm not putting down talk therapy. I think it has its place, but breath work really helps you release that stuff super fast. And it creates this, um, I, I think, extra space within you once you have that type of release to bring in more light. And um, so when in my trainings, breath work goes along with it. That's part of what we do because of the power of it. And um, there are many, many, many types of breath work. I think they all have their place. And, you know, there's Soma and Wim Hof and shamanic breath work and with like so many others. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza has a style, you know, in Kundalini and <laughs> it goes on and on and on. There, it's endless. So, you know, if you're interested, just start taking some classes and see what works for you or do many different types but the breath really lights up i feel like it it brings light into the body it expands our consciousness within our body within ourselves it brings and if you're doing this intentionally like in guided breath work you're bringing the light in you're allowing your dna to activate through that breath work you're allowing your connection to the divine to expand within you and your ability to connect with every breath that is what opens you up for contact with your galactic star family for contact with divine for contact contact with the higher ascension frequencies and bringing those into the body. Because in doing that breath work, you are embodying the divine, you're embodying the the liquid crystal plasma that we're talking about, the stuff that life is made out of the creative energy, you are breathing it in and allowing it to activate you and going into creation mode really with your body by taking conscious breath. 
and and using it intentionally. So that's a huge opportunity to expand and ascend your energy and to be able to connect. And really anybody that has, you know, a, a block or feels like, oh, I can't connect. I don't know how to connect to my spirit guides or my galactic family or any of that start with breath work and um and see how how that goes because that will open you up that will open up your intuition your gifts in so many beautiful ways so it's like a fast track to ascension for sure that's right that's mm -hmm. right and 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 the breath will bring you into the present moment because that is where your power lies so 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 important to do some form of breath work and and then being in a relaxed state because as soon as you finish your your breath work you are automatically going to be in such a more relaxed trusting allowing space it will just take you into that space imagine doing that and then saying okay now i want to go ahead and i want to um you know uh make that galactic guide connection in in you just being in that moment after you've done some breath work after you've gone ahead with your protection if you needed it relaxed state allowing it and all of a sudden you will be in connection and is there anything further washayla that you want to pass along or share yeah, there is actually along those lines. Um, I find it really important to just continue to go into communication and curiosity. Curiosity is a state that will get you so far in these explorations. Um, for instance, I, you know, I had it happen the other night. I sent out an email about this, but I don't think we talked about it on our last conversation about the moonlight and how the moon came in. And I noticed I had, this was happening during full moon, I had this block in my heart to allowing a communication or communion with the moon. And, um, and so I went into contemplation with that. And I'm like, what is this? What's in my heart that has me blocking communing with the moon, which sounds like something I'd really like to do right now. And, um, and it was an old program that uh, a fearful program that I had picked up from either watching something or reading something or talking to someone or hearing something about negative things happening on the moon. And so some part of me had taken that frequency and kept it had kept it as a program and that was blocking my ability to have a, an open interaction or communion with the celestial being that is the moon um, i had a bias against that and so in going into contemplation with that program like witnessing i didn't judge it I didn't say, oh, no, that's bad. I just said, oh, I didn't realize that was there. Now I can see that it's there. And I'd like to release that. And I'd like to have a different experience of the moon, one that's much more um, open and beautiful. And so in at that point, I had the experience of the moon, like a living, beautiful, shining celestial being that was that was contributing to not only me, but all humanity and all life on the planet. And in turn, we were contributing to it. So it became like this figure eight of um, giving and receiving information. And the moon in that vision was the best friend of the earth and, you know, and receiving from the sun and distributing 
giving that information to us. And it was really lovely. So, um, you know, it took me being curious, non-judgmental and contemplative and willing to go into like, oh, what's blocking this? So if you have something come up while you're trying to make a connection, whether it's with your galactic guides, your, your angels, your intuitive gifts, the earth, anything like that, just check in with yourself. Like, what is this block? Where is it coming from? Be curious um, and non-judgmental and open to noticing what shows up for you and then work with that. And if it's something that you're like, oh, this isn't a program that's not serving me anymore. You can release that and open up to something better. That's right. It's uh, there. Your power lies within that that moment. And, you know, I know there's many belief systems out there that actually look at the moon and especially they have a ceremony whenever there's a full moon. And that being, um, uh, you know, that the moon represents the divine feminine within each of us within every single living being out there and also the mirror also represents the mirror it represents it is reflecting back to you what it is that you need to see uh or bring into your awareness in order to uh, you know um understand and find just a little bit more so the moon is is a great opportunity and uh, thank you for sharing that with Shayla. That was beautiful because I, uh, there's so much knowledge between the two of us that, I mean, um, we, could, we could probably spend a good year if we wanted to teach everything that, uh, you know, that we are um, passionate about. So that, that's beautiful. Well, well, that being said, um, we have our next uh, live session on May the 17th. It is our final session for this series, and it's called Ascension Frequency Download. Washela, if you can give everyone that is out there just a little bit of a heads up as to what we're going to uh, be covering so that they can tune in, and that would be the finale of the six-part series. Sure. So... You know, you can talk all day long about what is ascension and what are ascension frequencies, but the best way to understand is to experience them. So um, next week, I will be doing a guided, I'll offer a guided meditation into feeling and experiencing those um, ascended frequencies within yourself, within the body, within the being. And that can be kind of like a template for the viewers to experience it for yourself and then practice. And when you, when you start to tap in, and I know most people are already doing this at some level. So as you're tapping into those ascended frequencies and bringing them into the body, the next step is to hold them longer and longer and longer. And so it's in practicing and going into meditation, that's how you do that. And the longer you can hold them, the more you get to experience them. So and and the more you contribute, you become this contribution to everybody else. So it's a great way to work on yourself and work on being of service at the same time. That's right. And it's a, it, it's like a muscle. Uh, you know, just like meditation is a muscle, yoga also requires certain uh, elements of your practice to come into play. So that's beautiful. So we have lots to share still. Please tune in on May the 17th. And on that note, thank you so much, Washela, as always, my co-host, Washela. Um, 
I'm Solyndra Buller, your host, and uh, we thank you for tuning in to Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. Have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.